twist in that was for a while, like our relationship got really unhealthy. It was toxic. I had a lot of toxic tendencies at that age. So another thing would be porn. I was kind of exposed to it at an early age. Because we went from having <laughs> unhealthiness yeah. to, okay, we, we figured it out. Mm -hmm. Well, then we had a baby. Yeah. <laughs> And boy, did that change. <laughs> you didn't really talk a lot. You you were just there to listen. And you made me feel like I wasn't wrong or whatever. It just felt like, almost like as if Jesus were in the room, like sitting by me. Hey, y'all. Welcome back to the Salty Podcast. I'm so excited to be here with Hunter today. Hello. Hello, everyone. <laughs> we are talking about marriage and specifically a godly marriage and how the heck do you do that? So we... Yeah, how do you? Asked for questions. So we did get a lot of good questions. So we're just kind of going to start with our story and then we'll be able to answer some of the questions that you guys have. Let's hop right in. Let's hop right in. Yeah. All right, backstory. All right, so we were in eighth grade, and you added me as a friend on Facebook, and I was like, hmm, I'm pretty sure I was already friends with her. Like, we didn't know each other, right? So you that knew just, we were already friends? That was just a thing. Well, I, I want to say... Like you had no, seen me before? Right. Well, like your posts and stuff. Huh. You know what I mean? Interesting. So when you added me, you, I just recognized your profile picture. That was it. Like, okay. I didn't actually know who you were, right? Mm -hmm. But we had a mutual friend who I went to school with when we were younger, and then I knew you were friends with that person. Who? Shania. Okay. Remember? Because yeah. she went Rehoboth. Right. So I knew right, her. Right. Okay. And, like, I knew that y'all were friends Oh, currently. interesting. I didn't so, know that. Yeah. So that's okay. how I knew who you and Macy were, mm -hmm. because I knew y'all two and Shania. My profile like, picture was me and Macy. Right. Who's my, like, long-time best friend. Yeah. So that's funny. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, so I was like, hmm, I'm pretty sure I was friends. But I didn't, like, really think anything about it. Well, later I found out that you added me, so I would... <laughs> So I would, what? Get your attention. You. Yeah, get yeah. My, yeah. Um, so then you ended up long, you know, a couple days or whatever goes by. You you text me because you got my number from somebody. Okay, at this point, had uh, you, because the guy that my sister was dating, had mm -hmm. he already mentioned me to you before I texted you? Um, I don't think so. Okay. I don't think, I don't remember. I don't think so. Okay. I think I, I think I want to say that I knew he was dating Sage. Okay. But like I me he I don't think he ever really said anything about you to me. Okay. So you text me and you said, "Hey," and I said, "Who is this?" and you didn't reply for a long time. <laughs> yeah. How long was it? I think a few days. Yeah. Cuz I got scared. Yeah. And then from my perspective, I finally replied and I lied and I said, "Hey," I said who is this? Yeah. Because somebody gave me this number and told me to text it. Mm -hmm. And he said, Hunter Cordell. I said, oh. I said, this is Devin Lewis. Yeah. I was about to say Devin Cordell. I was about to say, yeah, that sounds That was funny weird. Now. Yeah. I did that to, I don't know. I think, I don't, I didn't want to seem like. Like uh, prideful or something. Or, or um, I don't know, like very. Too aggressive. Aggressive, Yeah. yeah. But what's wild, thinking about that, we were so young. I know, isn't that crazy? I was crazy? 13. You had you had already turned 14. Mm -hmm. So, because it was like end of eighth grade. Yeah. And 
it's kind of sad, like for me. And, you know, if you listen to some of my testimony video, I discussed around 12 mm-hmm. was whenever I kind of felt I went through a lot yeah. of rejection and I started seeking in all the wrong areas. I remember any guy that messaged me on Facebook, I like replied, mm-hmm. you know, because I just, I don't know, something about the male attention that I wasn't getting, it it made me feel, I don't know, it's such a strange thing, yeah. but it, I know it's common. Um, yeah. Like even friends that I know that have like dad issues or whatever, it's almost like a thing. Yeah. Like you seek attention from males mm-hmm. if you're not getting, I don't know, in, interesting. I was so young common. and I really say this to say like, God put Hunter in my life at that age for a reason, because that was whenever I was starting to kind of try to find my way Mm -hmm. and looking in the wrong places. And I feel like if Hunter wasn't put in my life at that age, who knows the path I would have gone down. Yeah. Well, like it also doesn't help that you were going through that, but at the same time, Sage was two years older than you, Mm -hmm. two and a half years older than you almost. So she was like really at the point in high school to where she's dating people. Right. You know, she's going out, she's going to hang out with her friends. Mm-hmm. And you're, you're basically like, you were basically trying to be that age. Yes. At 12 yeah. or 13. Mm-hmm. I Obviously, feel like I did grow up work. a lot quicker. Yeah. But yeah, that's probably it mm-hmm. too. And, but also not even just from the, what I was going through. I think it could be a common thing that. That's when puberty hits. You start yeah. getting the crushes. Oh, yeah. I mean, I was crushing on people in kindergarten. I mean, it's, <laughs> yeah. Know? I mean, I think it's normal, though, to have like a, it is normal to have like boyfriend, girlfriend. Yes. In quotes. Yes. You know, in middle school. Right. You mm-hmm. know, that's completely normal. Yeah. Uh, but it's just weird thinking about that you text me that we had never met each other. <laughs> it was almost like people were setting us up like on a blind date. Right. You know, that's what yeah. makes it weird mm-hmm. is that we didn't know. It's, it's one thing to like go to school with somebody yeah. and you're like, oh, I think you're cute or whatever, but well, we didn't actually know each yeah. other. And how it happened, I was at home with Sage and her boyfriend mm-hmm. and I was desperate. Yeah. <laughs> so I said, I was like, y'all, I want a boyfriend. Yeah. I remember them saying that and they're like, well, and I'm like, do you know anybody? And I was asking him because uh-huh. Sage would have known everybody. And... He was like, actually, yeah, Hunter Cordell, I ride dirt bikes with him. That's so And I was funny. like, hmm, let me go look. So I looked on the computer. I was like, oh, he's cute. And I saw you were in pictures of people I knew and yeah. stuff. And then I just started crushing hard on you. You That's were a so cutie funny. pie. I mean, you were my type. Yeah. The dark hair, dark skin, dark eyes, like, perfect. <laughs> <laughs> so fast forward, we ended up meeting at the movie theaters. I think my dad took me. It was him and Sage. It was like Father's Day. And that's when me and you met at the movie theaters. Mm-hmm. You were with a friend. I was with a friend. Mm-hmm. And then from there, we were inseparable. It wasn't Father's Day. Yes, yeah, so, because it wasn't Father's, Father's Day, Day, but it was around that time okay. because she took him. Like, we went for him to see, like, a Father's Day movie that was out around that time. I think it was called uh, Father's Day, the movie that they watched. Oh, okay. So we met. Yeah. Fell in love. Of course, it was the yeah. typical boyfriend girlfriend type right. love. Yeah. It's so crazy to think about. I know it, it makes me be like, are we gonna let Ivy do that? I know. Well, like I said, I think it's even. It's so weird because we didn't go to school together. Mm-hmm. You know, 
but it's also, not like we were adults. We could like hang out after work. Yeah. We could, I mean, we were 13 and we didn't go to yeah. the same school. Well, I think too, it's what you're exposed to. Yeah. Like, so to me at, at that age, that's all that was around me was people dating. I was, you know, watch, my dad was single at that time. So mm-hmm. I was watching him go on dates. And so it's like saturated my mind. Like that's mm-hmm. the thing we should be doing. And so I wonder if, you know, cause then I had friends who weren't even interested in that. Right. They, they just were living life playing. 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 Yeah. So that's an interesting topic. <laughs> we so can, funny. we'll have to talk about that in another one. Yeah. So we were 13, 14, mm-hmm. around like, I would say 15, 16 is when we got serious, kind of. Yeah. Well, we were serious. I would say 16, 17. I mean, we were serious, but it was still like a. Just like an infatuation type thing. You're right. Yes. Yeah. And it wasn't really like, we weren't like thinking long term right or anything mm-hmm. you know i think i was already getting we were, sad thinking like oh it's we were not gonna break up like yeah you it's not gonna last not everybody marries their high school sweetheart so mm-hmm. i was almost like mourning it during the phase because yeah, you definitely were and i remember like your parents would always say i just wish y'all met when you were older and so that almost was like doomsday sounding to me i'm like oh my gosh we're mm-hmm. gonna break up one day yeah <laughs> isn't that terrible yeah <laughs> So, yeah, so we dated like that all up until we were 16, or I was 16, and then we started going to church together when I could drive. So then we got we got involved in church together, and that was something that I had never really done in my life. I think through that, it was obviously from God that we realized pretty much at the same time that, like, hey, we want to... I remember exactly where we were, and what we were doing when we had this almost like epiphany moment with each other. But obviously it was, it was from the Holy spirit. We were like, we want to sacrifice like what we had planned on in our lives. Like at the time you were wanting to be a PT mm-hmm. and I was wanting to do, I don't even remember. I don't know. No engineering probably but different colleges. Yeah. We were planning on going to different colleges. So this but, was when we were like junior, senior year. Right. Okay. And we were like, no, like let's go to, Let's be together, and we can do that on our own time. So we, so then the plan was, you were going to finish PTA school at Walt at here, call it like a community college where we live, and then I was going to do get all my basics and go to engineering school. Mm-hmm. Remember? Yep. So you finished PTA, and well, you jumped ahead. I did. We're already married. Away. Yeah, point. so we got married. So we knew mm-hmm. graduating high school, yeah. like we want to get married right away because I would say the years from sophomore year to senior year, that's when our relationship with the Lord like really deepened. Definitely. And and a twist in that was for a while, like our relationship got really unhealthy. It was toxic. I I was I had a lot of toxic tendencies at that age. And I think that's just with some of the things I had seen and been through. And so from there, it was like, okay, if we want to be together, I've got to get right with Jesus. Mm -hmm. And I made Hunter my own God, and he made me his God, basically. Like, we were each other's first. Our priorities were way out of order. Mm -hmm. And it was another epiphany moment. It was like, hey, if we want this to last, if we want to be together, if we truly believe this is what God has for us, then we've got to kind of step away from each other not really dating wise, but yeah, just we not, not physically step right. away from each other, but like mentally and emotionally mm-hmm. like take a step back and put 
what's most important above each other. Yeah. So then we got really involved in church. Mm -hmm. We went on a mission trip together. And from there, like, that's when I could feel, like, really the spirit moving in me individually. And I could see it in him working. And I don't know. It was just from there. It's like something clicked. We're like, we're going to be together. Like, we're meant to be married. This is the plan that God has for us. Mm -hmm. And we're going to beat the odds of... Because everybody was like, oh, my gosh, y'all are not going to last. Yeah. All of that. And so we were just like, okay. It really never bothered us because we just knew. We're like, it doesn't matter what Mm -hmm. you say because we know. So shortly after we graduated, Hunter proposed literally two months later, like around my... In August. In August, so a few months later. And then we got married a year and a half later. Mm -hmm. We were 19. Yeah, we were 19 when we got married. Yeah. And then we... Started a family three years after that. We were 22, and now we're 25 with our second baby. So all in all, we've been together almost 12 years. This year will be 12 years. Yeah. In June. June. Because mm-hmm, that was our dating anniversary. Yeah. <laughs> it's crazy Yeah. how fast it's gone by. But yeah, it is kind of... I never really thought about it like that. I don't ever remember consciously like making the decision to be like, okay, we're going to get married. I mean, obviously we did. Mm-hmm. like, But, I mean, it was almost just like a thing we both knew. Yeah. After, yeah. Yeah, I've never thought about it that way. Like, after we really got involved in church and started, like, really trying to seek the Lord, it was almost just like a, mm-hmm. we just knew. It was, like, going to happen mm-hmm. regardless. So, because we've been together so long, we've basically grown up together. I feel like we've gone through different, many different stages and we've gone through a lot of struggles individually together. So we've learned a lot. So even though we're young, I feel like we have gained wisdom on Mm -hmm. what having a godly relationship and godly marriage looks like versus not because we've been kind of through both. And I mean, we're only 25, but we've been living together for six years. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Married. Six years. Yeah. Or this year will be six years. Right. No. No, seven years. This yeah. year will be seven years. We just hit our, si- did yeah, our six Yeah, we just years. had a six-year anniversary. Definitely not saying that we're perfect or that we have it all figured mm-hmm. out because we definitely don't. Not And at we all. still make mistakes, mm-hmm. but. We're constantly learning. Mm-hmm. And in 10 years from now, we're going to be able to talk about our marriage now and how it looks. And yeah. that's the same way as being a Christian and how the sanctification process works, how you're never as close as you're ever going to be to Jesus. Like you are going to constantly grow in your walk with him as long as you stay on the path. And so same in marriage, you're going to, hopefully your marriage will constantly be sanctified, you know, in that sense of every day is a new day. So you have to work hard at it and you're going to learn new things and learn from each other and learn how you can do things better to ultimately have the best relationship you can have, yeah. you know? Mm-hmm. So let's talk about, you know, some of the things that we've struggled with. And, you know, we can talk about it from early on and yeah. then up until now. Because I feel like, obviously, our dynamic has changed so much. Mm-hmm. It was just us, high school love, yeah. to newly young, be- being married so young, to now parents mm-hmm. and we're different people. Yeah. We're different people than we were when we were 13. Yeah. And it's like, one of the things is we've had to learn each other Mm -hmm. through every stage 
It's like meeting a new version of each other. And so the grace that we've had to apply in yeah. all those areas, you yeah. know? So we're going to dive into some of our struggles early on. Mm-hmm. Whenever I was, I was in that early teen stage and I was, went through that jealousy phase. Yeah. That was my first time going through that and feeling true forgiveness mm-hmm. for myself and other people because it was like a year, I would say, of me. I was so jealous. Like all of the relationships you had, mm-hmm. or we didn't go to the same school. Right. So there were things that I wouldn't know or see and any like girlfriend you had. Yeah. Friend as a girl. You're right, yeah. <laughs> I was so uncomfortable with and and that that too was just from things I've seen in my own home life. Yeah. And so I never had that trust. I just kind of thought, oh, everybody cheats mm-hmm. kind of mindset. Mm-hmm. And so it's almost like you can't be friends with any female because you're going to cheat on me with yeah. him. <laughs> you remember that? Yes. And but now there were some things that happened. Right. That we can that caused that because yeah. I didn't realize how much trust I really didn't have until you did something mm-hmm. and then I was like, "Oh my gosh," and it just set it off. Yeah. So another thing would be porn. I was kind of exposed to it at an early age, which I feel like is probably honestly more common than I would like to think and got addicted to it until for years, honestly. And I knew that I shouldn't be doing it. You know, even though I didn't really grow up in church, it was like a, I mean, I knew that it wasn't right. I knew that I shouldn't be watching it, you know, and, but the closer that, I guess the closer that we got, it made me feel even worse about it. So like even before I really started going to church and like growing my relationship with Jesus, I was actively trying to to not watch it, right? Yeah. And, and so, silently. Like you were isolated yeah, in it because yeah. you didn't tell anybody. Right. I mean, I didn't even know. I think what like really kicked it in was you saw it on my phone mm-hmm. and then which is when we had just started going to church together. You saw it on my phone, and so, and you were mad. And, I mean, you had the right to be mad, you know. But I was like, okay, this really needs to stop. And and so I just really, like, took measures to not do it anymore. And, yeah, and I, and I knew eventually that once we, like, once we knew that we were going to get married, I was like, this is something that doesn't need to be brought into our marriage, you know. And so I'm glad to say that, like, I've left that in the past, Yeah, you know, um, and it wasn't easy then. I know. And I, like, I remember that. And so on my perspective, like, the year of just everything internally coming out yeah. of the rejection and then the distrust and all of that. And it wasn't through you. It was through other things growing up, but the enemy Mm-hmm. You know, being like, oh, every guy's like this, or whatever, yeah. blah, blah, blah. Mm-hmm. And so then whenever, even there was a slightest distrust with you, and then, yeah. you know, you're finding the porn on your phone, I just felt so broken mm-hmm. and felt, I felt disgusting, yeah. you know, yeah. or disgusted or whatever. And so, but that was my transformation year. And mm-hmm. I could sympathize with you because I knew it was an addiction. Mm -hmm. And as 
angry as I was because I was like, how could he do this? You know, it just, it makes you start seeing yourself in a different way. Yeah. I, I mean, it took a long time, but the forgiveness process that I had to go through it, because I hated myself Mm -hmm. the way I couldn't forgive. And so it like came out into our relationship and just everything like, what are you doing? Like, Mm -hmm. let me check your phone. Yeah. And so for me, getting involved in church and truly building my own relationship with Jesus saved me yeah. from myself. Because at that point, you were already trying to change. Mm-hmm. But I like holding on to unforgiveness, even though I didn't want to. Mm-hmm. It just made me become something I didn't want to be. Yeah, And so I prayed and prayed and prayed. And one day... I just, yeah. this, but I mean, the you feeling the- clicked and I was like, well, because I wanted to be there for you. I wanted to help you. I knew it was something you had to help yourself, mm-hmm. but I wanted to be able to pray for you yeah. in that. And the only way I was able to change my perspective of being mad at you, which mm-hmm. just made me be like, well, he's this, that, whatever. Yeah. I mean, God truly changed my heart mm-hmm. to where I... I just wanted to help you, yeah. you know? Yeah. And so I just had, because God applied so much grace to me, finally I was able to apply that same grace mm-hmm. and it made me feel so free and and it twisted my thought process of, process of it in the best way to be like, okay, I'm going to pray for him and help him through this because he, he needs help. He's yeah. isolated in this. He's alone in this because you hadn't told anybody. I was the only person that knew at that yeah. point, mm-hmm. you know? Mm-hmm. And so anyways, on forgiveness, the yeah. way that forgiving changed my heart, I was like that toxic behavior I had completely went away, mm-hmm. you know? And I just felt like I was more, I was just able to pour out so much more grace yeah, because of being able to forgive. Mm-hmm. You know, yeah. Um, but that was a hard process. Just forgiveness in itself. Yeah, I mean, forgiveness is hard. Like no matter what it's about, Mm -hmm. right? So, but if it's something that hurts you, whether it's you know physical or emotional or whatever, Mm -hmm. that makes it even harder, right? I am proud of you. Thanks. Like, and you know that. Yeah. And so I'm glad you can talk about it because I think it's important. Yeah, it is so funny because it's it's not funny, but it's um such a like a weird topic right mm-hmm. it's um because i feel like even as kids it's almost like a how you said like every guy he's just like every other guy or whatever i almost feel like it's like a thing to where like every it's a thing for guys for some reason mm-hmm. it's like oh every guy watches it or has watched it mm-hmm. or whatever even though that is like almost a stigma it's still so like difficult to talk about Mm -hmm. and somebody said the other day one of our friends that it's like if you say you're you say oh i'm a year like porn free or porn sober or whatever people look at you like you're like you're weird Mm -hmm. you know but like if you're if you say i'm a year alcohol free then people congratulate you Mm -hmm. you know and it's like just a it's such a weird it's such a looked down upon topic when, mm-hmm. I mean, it's, it, that is something that I guess, I mean, I, I guess it should be looked down upon, but if somebody is struggling with it, then you should help them just like it's a, 
a drug addict mm-hmm. or an alcoholic or or whatever, you know, but it's almost like those people are kind of like shunned away. Well, the world is so accepting of it. Mm-hmm. And it's, well, I see it both ways. People look down on but like, wait, why are you celebrating that? Like, it's a normal thing to do. Right. Or, oh my gosh, you're disgusting. Right. You know, so yep. it could go either way. From the world standpoint, like I've seen so many videos and it's so sad of couples talking about it openly, how they can watch it together and yeah. they don't think it affects their marriage. And I just, it is so detrimental Mm-hmm. And just so full of lust and all of that can be so harmful yeah. to you and to your relationship. Mm-hmm. And like, cause for me personally, and I've talked to other people like women that their spouse or men, even yeah. how it, it changes the way you view yourself. It changes the way you view intimacy Mm -hmm. and like intimacy from the Lord is such a gift and such a beautiful thing, but the world twists it and makes it into such this thing, but it's something that is hard to break. And I was introduced to it at such an early age. Like I remember watching it with my sisters Mm -hmm. because we were like, what's this? And, but then it it felt so shameful. It's like, you know, yeah. Oh yeah. How, what were ways that helped you through that? I mean, obviously just praying about it mostly and having, you know, in a way that I'm, I'm like glad that, that you saw it when you mm-hmm. did, because I don't know that I would have, that helped me, you mm-hmm. know, even though it was something that I had to like consistently pray about and like take active measures to, to not, to not even like be able to do it kind of thing. I don't think that I would have gotten to that point when I did if you hadn't have seen it, you know? Yeah. Well, because the more you can hide it, the further and further and further, mm-hmm. more you get addicted right. and all of that. Yeah. But yeah, I'm just proud of you because I know that's hard. Like people listening to, like it's such a common thing that mm-hmm. people get addicted to. Yeah. And I don't think that's by mistake. The enemy knows how dangerous that can be mm-hmm. and dangerous for your marriage. Yeah. I'm just, I'm proud of you that you were able to overcome that. And thanks mm -hmm. now into our marriage, freedom from that. Mm -hmm. I was so much better. And I remember even telling you, like you telling me how much I've transformed and me seeing how much you've transformed. And it's like, we're baby stepping it as Christians, as believers into a godly marriage. But I mean, we're, we were still figuring it out. And so I feel like we didn't have a lot of conflict initially because (laughs) the five years that we were together before we got married, right? Five years? Yeah. Yeah. We had been through a lot. I mean, with all of that, with just different things. And there's lots of other little mistakes we made here and there. And I feel like we had gotten all the garbage behind us. And so... In a way. In a way. So that's what we always talked about because people were like, do y'all argue? And we're like, no, not Mm -hmm. really. Uh, It was just us and... We just were playing house, and yeah. it was great. I mean, we spent so much time together before, like in high school, and we didn't really go to college, mm-hmm. right? So in a way, high school was like the most kind of, how do I say it, like exposed to the world that we have been. Mm-hmm. Um, and I say, and I mean that for like, as far as like being around other people of the opposite sex, right? Like, because my job that I had was like 99.9% men. <laughs> 
Your I job was, like, was 99.9% yeah. women. You uh-huh. know what I mean? So mm-hmm. it's like during all those times, like it was, it was just us yeah. in the house. And But I do think we had set boundaries. So we went to premarital counseling too mm. before we got married and that was great. And it was just the closer we were to God at that point, the closer we grew together. You know, the little symbol of the triangle, God's at the top, you're at the ends. You move up to God, you're closer together. And that was so true to us and to see that play out. And so because of all the other stuff we had been through, we knew how to pray for each other. We knew how to set boundaries in relationships. And so at that point, it's not that we, because I I went from like, you cannot have any girlfriends to, okay, we just know like we, one or the other shouldn't be close to the opposite sex Mm -hmm. without the other, you know, healthy boundaries with that. And just, because I think people ask a lot, some of our marriage boundaries and being friends with the opposite sex is a big one for me. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I mean, and not even necessarily being friends. I mean, yes, but spending time. The time, alone yeah. time, yes. Because yeah. we're friends with the op- people of opposite sex, right. but we're also friends with them. Yeah, and um, like a or, couple thing. And a couple thing. Um, I mean, off, also not, you know, like there's some people that we just don't spend a long time with people of the opposite sex. Right. And we had already, like you said earlier, like how we were putting each other first, we had kind of realized that was wrong. Mm-hmm. So we started putting God first yeah. by the time we were married. Yeah, which we messed up a lot. And oh, it's always yeah. like a self-reflection thing. Right. Like you have to constantly reflect on your relationship with God and with each other. Mm-hmm. Still to this day, we do that. Yeah. So then we had those three years, I would say, of our of the magical times. Like we not did not argue. It was mm-hmm. great. You know, yeah. it was because we went from having <laughs> unhealthiness yeah. to, okay, we, we figured it out. Mm-hmm. Well, then we had a baby. Yeah. <laughs> and boy, did that change. <laughs> but in the best way. Yeah. Like, oh, yeah. Her here is the best thing that's ever happened to us mm-hmm. without struggles, without conflict. Mm-hmm. You're not going to grow. Right. And so. That stuff can be such a blessing. Mm-hmm. You know, that's how you learn from things. You learn from your mistakes. Mm-hmm. And you don't look past. You only move forward. But I would say whenever we had Ivy, that was the first time we started to really have conflicts. Yeah. <laughs> argue since being married because we were used to it only being us for so long. We had those three years of bliss because mm-hmm. everything was figured out. Yeah. Our relationship was good. It was just us. Just we us. We were homebodies. Yes. Yeah. And then it was just a new world. We had this responsibility together, mm-hmm. but I was going through postpartum. We were Hunter was working a lot over overtime, mm-hmm. so there was a lot of worldly tension put on our marriage with now this new added responsibility. And so it taught us a lot. Definitely. I would say that's whenever we started to having to figure out even more, okay, now we've got to figure out our new priorities. Yeah, because for a while, I think we put her over us. And God. And yeah, I was going to say and potentially God, but yeah, I think so. Mm -hmm. Um, And so that was a battle because it was also just a – rough time in history to do it because of COVID. Yeah. So like we couldn't really go anywhere. Mm-hmm. It was always just about her, just about her, you know, her schedule and, or we adapted to her schedule instead of trying to 
adapt her into our schedule. Mm -hmm. And I think that made like just the biggest difference in, in us and in our relationship with God. Yeah. And I think because we weren't used to that, the kind of struggles, it made us almost have more tension Mm -hmm. because we were like, what's going on? What's wrong? Why are we doing this now? Are we, is this what life's going to be? Is this what our marriage is going to turn into now? Mm-hmm. Um, we were like, we would bicker and mm-hmm. argue a little bit. Like over little stuff over too. Over little stuff. But the thing about it was it made it even worse that we were doing it. Yeah. Like it's obviously. That's what upset us. Yeah. But it was, yeah. But because we weren't used to that. Mm-hmm. So just the fact that we weren't agreeing on everything. Yes. We, we were like, what is going on? And then that made us argue more. Yes. Like it, it put a wedge between us because we weren't really communicating it, how we felt and stuff. Mm-hmm. Cause it's not like we were having big blowout fights. We never really raised our voice and stuff mm-hmm. still, but it was just this unsaid tension. And I mean, but it's cause our priorities were out of order. And yeah. so what we've had to learn is, all right, reevaluate where are we at on the triangle? Mm-hmm. God's still waiting for us up top and we have slid down those side poles, Yeah, you know, yeah. way away. And so, just what helped is recognizing that and individually going to God mm-hmm. and like growing our own personal relationships and then together. Yeah. And so praying together, being in the word, knowing each other's in the word. Mm-hmm. And I will say too, this is whenever I was struggling postpartum. And then so spiritually, I was like, he's supposed to be the head of the household. Yeah. I'm the one in the word. I'm the mm-hmm. one asking for us to pray. Yeah. And so yeah. that was like a struggle for me. Yeah. I want to say if we ever do my like testimony on here, mm-hmm. I'll go into it. But yeah. even throughout high school, when we started going to church and, and all that, and even in our like early marriage, like I still wasn't there. Yeah. Like with Jesus, you know, like I, I mean, I don't even know how to, describe it but i mean i think it was probably superficial to you yeah yeah it was i mean but i just i don't know anyway we'll go into it yeah no for sure i want to do that but and i knew that and i Mm -hmm. knew that i had been raised in that but it's just you hear in church like the god's going to be the spiritual leader and all this and that was like pressure that i was putting on him without even realizing it and so God had to be like, girl, mm-hmm. and there's a verse, and um, I need to find it. One second, let me find it. Okay. So I can read it. I will say, like, I remember you telling me that sometimes. What? That I was supposed to be the spiritual leader. Yeah, and that was so wrong of me. It was almost yeah. like I was doing it out of spite. I don't even know how it made me feel because mm-hmm. it. I was like, on one hand, I was like, you know, like, she's right. I need to do better. And then on the other hand, it just kind of put a bad taste in my mouth yeah you know and i know and i've apologized for that yeah a lot because that was my own revelation mm-hmm. and again sanctification process yeah god showing me things and he's like no ma'am mm-hmm. this you aren't supposed to cast out judgment and on your own husband you know you pray for him and that mm-hmm. was whenever i got the book power of the praying wife yeah those prayers worked for me like yeah. it made me stop having pressure so much to put on you mm-hmm. and self-evaluate. Like, why am I not 
like I don't need I don't need him to be in the word so I'm in the word. Right. Like I don't I need to be doing it myself and alone, you know? Mm-hmm. Okay, so I had to get my Bible so I could find the verse. But in that in that time, I was almost making my relationship with God you know, think it wasn't going to get any better mm-hmm. until you were my leader, yeah. until a spiritual leader in the house. And so that was such a wrong mindset that I had. And so I started getting in the word and, okay, so First Peter 3, 1 says, Likewise, wives, be subject to your own husbands, so that even if some do not obey the word, they may be won without a word by the conduct of their wives when they see your respectful and pure conduct. Mm-hmm. And so even that alone, I was like, Okay, instead of me bickering at him and making you feel condemned and bad for not praying or being in the word yeah. or being a spiritual leader in what I thought was in my eyes, um, that just made me be like, why am I doing that? Let me just, again, by actions is how we know people are true and see things. If you want to know somebody's a Christian, it's by their fruit, yeah. not just the words they say and how they say it, mm-hmm. you know? So that was a moment in time for me that I was like, all right, I've got to make the switch. Mm -hmm. And so I started praying for you and being in the word and prayers work. Like I remember that is the time. Thanks, hon. Yeah. Because I mean, you are on fire for the Lord and I mean, it was God's doing, Yeah. but I remember so I was like, okay, I'm just going to give this a try. Mm-hmm. And I have, it's this book right here, The Powering of the Praying Wife. And I started every day reading yeah. the prayer. I would take notes. And you were at work one day, and you want to talk about that? It was the same time whenever you started, you like messaged me one day about God. Yeah. I think I messaged you one day and said like, I feel like somebody's been praying for me. Yes. I feel like somebody's been praying for me like intently. Mm-hmm. Okay, I mean, wait. I didn't no, know. that was a different timeline. Okay, Sorry. Okay, okay. But because I remember that one, that mm-hmm. was more recent. Yeah. Before you quit your firefighting job. Mm-hmm. But even when I was doing this, it's still like you had started talking about it with a guy at work and yeah. all of that. Mm-hmm. And I don't know. I just could see actions. It affected me more. My yeah. heart changed yeah. in those prayers for you. Mm-hmm. It wasn't like I started praying and bam, you're waking up, reading your word, all that. Right. It was my heart as a wife changed towards you. Mm-hmm. And instead of putting pressure on you or thinking of you like, oh, he's not doing this or this or this, it made me just be able to love you better and love you where you were at. And just love you how a godly wife should love you. Yeah. And the things I was doing around the house, it wasn't no more for your words of encouragement or affirmation. It was, I'm doing them because I'm doing it for the Lord right. and I love you, you know? Yeah. And it wasn't, I wasn't, I was doing it without expectation. Mm-hmm. And so praying for you changed my heart with, towards all of that. Yeah. In that moment, yeah. whenever I told you I had that transformation of heart, could you feel a difference yeah, I, mean, I could definitely tell a difference. Like, I thought that, honestly, I thought that you had, like, slacked off within your, not necessarily in your walk, but, like, oh, she's giving me a little bit of a break, I guess. But I didn't know that you, behind the scenes, were not giving me a break, you know, right. which I'm glad you didn't now. But, prayer war- warrioring, yeah. yeah. Right. Yeah, I mean, I think that made a huge difference, you know, in my walk and definitely a big 
part of my testimony. Mm -hmm. Um, But yeah, I mean, I I noticed a shift in not only you telling me things like that, like that I'm supposed to be the leader or whatever, but also what you said, like the house chores um, that you would do, how it wasn't as much of a, like you always expected a reaction out of me. And sometimes, I mean, that's not necessarily a bad thing, but there was a time where that's the only reason that you were doing it is exactly. for like words of affirmation, which is your love language. Mm-hmm. So, I mean, it's kind of hard for you <laughs> not to do it, <laughs> but, um, but I mean, I noticed a shift there too, mm-hmm. that it was that you weren't asking me mm-hmm. all the time, you know, I, from the get go, I could have been better about giving that to you anyway, I, you know, words of affirmation on it because you did have to ask me, you're like, Hey, I made our bed. Uh, vacuumed. Uh, it was more of like, do yeah. you appreciate when I do these right. things? Yes. Like, or should I just not do it because you don't really care? Kind right. of deal. Yeah. You know? Yeah. And obviously, I appreciated it. Yeah. Um, but recently, I've had to learn that too. Yeah. Because, you know, our roles have kind of reversed. <laughs> because when I was working overtime at the fire department, I was doing that. Like, I, like you told me thank you. And, but like, it was, I didn't really expect for you to tell me thank you because I just, I was doing it out of love Mm -hmm. for you and Ivy. You know what I mean? And like, it was weird because I missed y'all because I was gone so much, but that was just something that I was supposed to do to me. So, I mean, I was grateful that I was grateful for the times that you told me, thank you, but like it didn't, I wasn't really seeking that. But Mm -hmm. now that our roles have reversed a little, um, there was a while that I was not necessarily seeking. um, Well, yeah. Not intentionally, mm-hmm. but like, dang, I've done all this and she hadn't said a single thing. Yeah. You know? Yeah. And but like now like, I'm over it and I and I get it. Mm-hmm. It's just our our roles are reversed. Right. Well, I think that's the importance of communication mm-hmm. in a marriage is because we did have to have like a conversation. Be like, hey, like whenever I was doing that and then yeah. like, so for you to say that, I'm like, oh, I feel so bad. <laughs> I didn't know, you know, because in yeah. my whole head I'm doing... I'm just busy doing the other stuff yeah. and it's like well, we've had it figured out, but I try to remember it's hard mm-hmm. sometimes, yeah. you know, we yeah. just get stuck in our own groove. Well, I mean, it's the same way is, is just like I said, like our roles are reversed now. I mean, mm-hmm. I could be telling you all day, every day, how thankful, how thankful I am mm-hmm. that you're doing X, Y, and Z yeah. and you could be doing the same thing to me, but it's almost like, a, I think we're at a point where we just, we know what we're, who we're doing it for and why yeah. we're doing it and and what we're doing. Mm-hmm. And so it's just almost like a understood gratitude yeah, that we just have for each other. Yeah, for and sure. we may not verbalize it all mm-hmm. the time. Well, um, I think when we do verbalize it, we say like, hey, I hope you know, just because I haven't said yeah. anything, it doesn't go unnoticed, you right. know? Like you doing mm-hmm. the laundry and I, my clean shirt, I'm like, oh, he did the laundry. Yeah. Like internally, um, and which we could get better about and be like, when we, just like when you want to say something nice to somebody or see something nice, like mm-hmm. tell them because yeah. they might have needed to hear that. And so same with us as a couple. And that just goes to show, even though we've been married so long, I mean, it is nice to get the words of affirmation and from your husband and yeah. wife. But oh, yeah. at the same time, we have that understood gratitude. Um, but it's okay that if we need it sometimes too, we're human, oh, you know, definitely. and, um, but to go about it in such a way like just like, hey, let's like talk and yeah. I don't know. Communication is so important and yeah. we always say that, but we're constantly having to remember that. 
Like, mm-hmm. okay, we got to communicate. Yeah. It's been a while. Let's sit down, have a talk. Yeah. And, you know, it always mm-hmm. helps us. Yeah, for sure. And so I'm going to, and so saying that, I really appreciate everything you do. I really appreciate everything you and do. I love you so much. <laughs> okay. So I'm just going to ask some of these questions and which some of these we've actually kind of touched on. So mm-hmm. we can just kind of Spend give an answer. Yeah. yeah. How to deal with a spouse that isn't in the same place spiritually. Well, I think we've kind of already answered that. Yeah. I think it's it's hard. Mm-hmm. Fleshly. Yeah. It's hard to grasp, and especially um, when you just kind of want to shake them. But, yeah. I mean, we've both been through this. Yeah. I've been in a stage where I feel like I'm more spiritual mm-hmm. and vice versa, you know? Mm-hmm. And so what would you say? Because, honestly, recently it has been you yeah. more so. Obviously, prayer. And getting those books. I really need to, you know, I started that book, but I never finished it. Yeah, because I got it for you. I'm like, hey, um, yeah, I need you to pray for me like I'm praying for you. <laughs> yeah. So I really should read that um, book and use it um, because I haven't I, really. I read it, but I didn't. I wouldn't even say that I. Yeah. Well, it's just prayers. It. I know. Yeah. I mean, I prayed them, but mm-hmm. like, was it legit? Was it real? I mean, it was real prayers. I said yeah. the prayers, but you know what I'm saying. Mm-hmm. Like, I wasn't there. I don't. I don't feel like I. It was an appropriate time for me to even be. I mean, I don't. Yeah. Freaking well, know. God still hears our words, yeah. and I remember being like, yeah. "He's praying for me." Yeah. Something, He's praying yeah. for me. <laughs> I had a peace day. Um, He's praying for me. <laughs> yeah. Um. Yeah, but I mean, obviously, prayer. Those books help a lot, and and I say that because we know other people that have read them and used them and. They say the same thing, mm-hmm. not just us. I you think, have to pour into your spouse. It's not like a. at the same time, it's not just a, you can pray for them intently, but you also have to be basically like Jesus mm-hmm. and walk beside them through whatever they're going through and like really put your hand on them and teach them how to walk, you know? Mm, that's good. Even if you don't feel like it. Right. Exactly. Yeah. Because... I'm sure there's been times where, you know, we may not have felt like doing it. Like, you keep doing it. Mm-hmm. Don't let it persuade you or influence you to stop your mm-hmm. walk. You keep on going. Because yeah. it would... I remember a time where it almost got tiring because I was putting... I was thinking about it in all the wrong way. Mm-hmm. Whenever I was trying to get you to do it. Yeah. And then it was affecting my own walk. And I'm like... No, I have it backwards. I just need to keep on with the pace, live in my life for Jesus, pray for him, walk mm-hmm. alongside him and yeah. what he's going through. And, you know, that's the best you can do. You're right. Have either of you ever felt like you were in a low place in your faith and how did you ever come? Well, that's a you right there. Me, for sure. I've actually had a few, like two moments in our marriage since we've been married that were like a big... I would say a turning mm-hmm. point in my walk with Jesus. Um, more so recently in the past like couple years, I had a pivotal moment where my faith was being like completely destroyed and destructed to the point I remember telling Hunter one time, like I, I didn't even want to say it out loud because I didn't want to give the enemy a foothold, but I was like, I don't even know what I believe anymore. Mm-hmm. I don't know if I believe and I hated that I was there because 
I had always had my faith. I had always had that to hold on to. Yeah. And without that, I didn't know who I was. Mm-hmm. This was like two years ago. Yes. I don't know if you said that. Yeah. Okay. Um, and so that was like completely new because I was raised Christian. I always knew Jesus, who he was. My relationship with Jesus grew and grew and grew. And I had spiritual moments where I felt him and just miracles that had happened that there's no other answer but him. And so I'm like, why am I doubting all of a sudden? Mm -hmm. Completely, my faith was like not there. Mm -hmm. And I almost felt I was so scared because I know one of the unforgivable sins is like blasphemy. And I was like, am I committing blasphemy right now by saying I don't know if I believe? Mm -hmm. I had to really, really work through that. And I sat in that a long time and... I felt the only way to describe it is I felt like I was in a huge dark hole that you could look up and see the sky, but I was like on the dirt floor and I was just in Indian style sitting in the middle of it, lonely, isolated, just, I was like, I don't know where to go from here. Yeah. I communicated with Hunter and he was not judgmental at all, which really helped. Um, and I know he prayed for me behind the scenes. Like mm-hmm. it wasn't in my face. Um, my mom, she knew, and it was just, I could feel the love and I knew like, okay, I, I just, I don't know what to do. And I remember, um, we started a new church and one of the first messages I heard, it was talking about now be mindful when I say this, cause you have to emphasize on the reconstruction, but it was sometimes we do have to deconstruct our faith to reconstruct it. Okay, so don't get me wrong there because mm-hmm. it's dangerous if you just want to deconstruct your faith because it's easy to do that in this day and age. Well, your deconstruction was unintentional. It was unintentional, yeah. yes. But it was a way I felt like that God was like, we're going to get down because there was a lot of things that I had built on from my foundation early on that really wasn't true and right. And so it took me almost to a place of unbelief so I could almost be a born-again Christian and see it because I felt like God was showing me the way the world is. There's so many people that were not raised like I was raised, and so they meet Jesus or learn about God in their 20s or 30s or 40s and, and how hard that is, and I felt like that was what I was going through. And so it almost felt good to kind of start over in that way, yeah. like for me, mm-hmm. and feel just and then it's like Jesus just poured poured it in me but I mean it took work I was seeking counsel and your prayers really helped me yeah well I kind of hinted at this um or no I didn't hint at it if you watched my we both Dev and I have both posted our testimony videos on YouTube Mm -hmm. so if you watch mine that was a big moment for me when you were there like that's when I think all your prayers that you had prayed for me when you and when you were, you know, about the spiritual leader thing, that's when they like hit me because I was like, you know what, like I haven't been that, you know. So that's when it really like when you were walking through that, that's when it really like I said, when it really hit me and I was like, Oh, I need it's it's not necessarily my fault, but like like I need to be the change, you know. So that's what's like that's probably, I mean, the biggest part of my testimony. And that's what I said in our, or in my testimony video that we posted before was, um, 
was that mm-hmm. that that was probably the biggest like turning point in my life is what you were going through, mm-hmm. and that's marriage. Like we're not always going to meet mm-hmm. at the same wavelength in life, and mm-hmm. you know sometimes I'm going to be more where I can lift you up, and there's going to be times where you're going to have to lift me up. And but I will say like you were you did it so full of grace because I was scared to tell you the way I felt because. I didn't want you to be like, well, great. What's happening? Yeah. You know? And um, like, I just remember you didn't really talk a lot. You, you were just there to listen mm-hmm. and you made me feel like I wasn't wrong or whatever. And I could, I knew that I knew it was affecting you, but it just felt like almost like as if Jesus were in the room, like sitting by me, you mm-hmm. know? Like the presence, it wasn't condemning or judgmental. It was very full of grace. And yeah. so that helped me a lot too. And yeah. um, I knew you were praying for me, but <laughs> I know we have these tissues here for a reason now. Yeah. So, yeah, that's crazy. But I mean, the journey it took me on is I'm like a better believer mm-hmm. because of that. You know? Yeah. I mean, me too. Yeah. That's what I'm saying is that's why I said that's marriage because sometimes it's not what I'm going through, it's what you're going through that affects me more than than anything could affect me. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. I just love you a lot. I love you, honey. Okay, I know this has been so long, so yeah. I'll probably ask like one more question. Um, how do you prioritize your marriage? What steps do you take? So this is what how we'll tie all this back together. For us it's just time. It's spending time together alone like without ivy i think yeah is one of the biggest things for us because we did we worked together so long just us like even through dating and marriage and everything so like what we talked about when we added ivy we were like we had to pump the brakes for a minute for us that is prioritizing each other Mm -hmm. is when we can we can stop whatever we're doing and spend time just just us you know whether it's here or going out to eat together, you know, going on a date or, or whatever. Um, yeah. Like that is the biggest, the biggest thing for me. Mm-hmm. And like for me, whenever we put Ivy to bed at night and we do have that alone time, you know, sometimes we just get stuck in the rut of just I'll get on one couch, you get on the chair and we have work stuff to do. Mm-hmm. So we're on our phones, but it's like when we're done with that, we just keep being on our phones yeah. and like unintentionally, we lose all that time together. Yeah. And really that's an hour, two hours before we go to bed that we could be just like spending time together, yeah. you know? Um, Cause even like watching movies, like without our phones, mm-hmm. cause we're laughing together. We right. kind of talk about it. Yeah. That's, you know, and then sometimes just not just kind of sitting and talking and catching up. Mm-hmm. And we like to daydream about our future and mm-hmm. all of that and kids and things like that. And so it's just how to prioritize you just have to like you. Yeah. It's not like the time just comes freely. Sometimes like yeah. you have to make time for that. I get convicted sometimes if we're not taking advantage yes, of our take, time. Uh, yeah. yeah. And I'm like, that's my marriage. Yeah. That's the most important thing to me. Yeah. And we need a, even it's because things are going great, going mm-hmm. good. Yeah. But that time together helps for times of conflict or times of struggle and stress. So that's what I would say, but I just love you a lot. And I'm so thankful love for you. you thankful for you. I can't believe we've been together almost 12 years. I know, that's crazy. And we're about to have our second baby. Yep. Now we're going to have a daughter and a son. I know. 
It's wild. It's crazy. Yeah. But love you so much. Love you, honey. <laughs> um, thank you all for watching. Thank you for listening. If you're new here, if you're watching on YouTube, you can subscribe. And if you're on Spotify, Apple, can you subscribe on those? I think you could like follow, follow. maybe. Yeah, I'm not up to date with all the stuff. Yeah, for Anyways, for um, <laughs> we appreciate y'all and hope you have a blessed day. Bye. Bye.